What a journey this has been. I don't know how else to express this other than to say that this has been an amazing, amazing journey that is only just getting started. And as you could see by the different episodes, you could notice the differences in the quality of the sound, you could notice the differences in the evolution of how I ask questions, how I articulate thoughts, how I express my insights. It's so much change and evolution and I'm so grateful for what has been achieved on the podcast and I hope that you feel that growth as well. Welcome back to the What's Up and What's Next podcast, the greatest podcast of all times. Thank you so, so much for tuning in to another episode, another week, another set of insights. And actually, today's episode is a special edition one, and we'll get into that in just a moment. But first, massive, massive gratitude for all the support that you give me for listening, for sharing, for engaging, for being here, not just for me and for the podcast, but for yourself, because this is about self-growth and it's about your growth as much as it is mine. It's our growth. And I'm so, so happy that I get to do this every week here with you. So thank you. Hit the follow button, hit the subscribe, leave us a review. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the podcast and it helps us grow quicker, bigger and better. So please, if you could just spare a few seconds, hit the follow button, hit the subscribe. It means the world. Today's episode is a special edition episode. I went down memory lane. As you know, we've crossed the 100 episodes mark, which is a huge milestone. Most podcasts don't even make it past episode 20, let alone get to episode 100. And, you know, it's been a journey over the past three years, one that I've enjoyed, one that I've learned from. And I thought, let me go down memory lane. So here's what I've done. I chose 15, right, one five, 15 snippets, it's short snippets, don't worry, 15 short snippets from 15 episodes that I particularly remembered. Now, all of my episodes are amazing and memorable, and it's hard to choose between all of them, but if I were to do a compilation of all the 100 episodes I've made, this episode would probably be few hours long and that's not the goal so I had to be selective that doesn't mean I don't love the other episodes of course I do but I just had to choose the ones that I particularly remember and I only decided to choose 15 because otherwise this episode would be huge I tried to get a nice diversity between the very first season's episodes that I had and then a few of the latest seasons episodes that I've had, as well as a mixture between guest episodes and solo episodes. So I tried to bring you, and also a variety of topics, so I tried to bring you a bit of everything, and I hope that you enjoy it. One thing that I will say, two things actually. One, I've noticed a massive growth and a massive evolution from when I started podcasting to now. The way I articulate thoughts, the way I speak, the way I express, it's just, it's changed so much from back then. And it's interesting for me to listen back and then see all this growth. And also as an interviewer, I'm a much better interviewer today. The way I post questions, the way I prompt questions. It's, yeah, it's, it's interesting because I've seen so much evolution and growth by just going back down the memory lane with the podcast. 
and I'm sure you'll notice that too if you've been here for, for a while. So yeah, without further ado, today's episode is a special edition, podcast highlights. I've had to unfortunately choose only 15, but I think it'll give you a nice variety of what this podcast is truly about. Now, first up, we have episode eight, which was the Knowledge Society. This episode, I had Navid Natu on the podcast. Now, I've known Nav since 2014, and he has to be perhaps the most brilliant mind I've ever come across, and definitely the most successful entrepreneur that I've ever come across. And the Knowledge Society is effectively like Olympic level training, but instead of athletes, it's for the next CEOs, the next entrepreneurs, the next greatest problem solvers in the world. And it's a program that is designed for young kids to engage in development of skills and also engaging learning all these new technologies and everything that is going on. And it's such a great company. And in this episode, me and Nav, we speak about all things related to the Knowledge Society. He is a co-founder with his brother of the Knowledge Society. And yeah, it was really interesting. Now, the snippet I'm about to share is actually a snippet where he speaks about the differences of understanding yourself and the world and how those differences will allow you to optimize for what is best for you. These are the statements. And I'm going gonna, gonna to read it out. And then I would like you to tell me if you agree with it and why. These other statements said that if education is the key, then school is the box. Do you agree with that statement and why or why not? Uh, I don't know if I fully understand the interpretation of it because I think we can think about it in different ways. I think when I think about the word education, I think about um being educated so like someone teaching you when you think about school in general like you go there to learn whereas i think the the way the world's moving right now is less of a focus on education and more of a focus on knowledge and skill development mindset development and and again a lot of people might interpret it as like that's the same thing but i think in my head the way i think about it is um being i guess like self-taught and seeking knowledge, seeking skill development on your own. Um, and I think a lot of it is also introspection. Um, just learning about all the world wars isn't going to help you figure out what you're passionate about in life. It's not going to help you figure out how you want to make your contribution, you know, in the world. So I think like just learning things is like one part of unlocking your potential um, you know, school can help play a part into that. But I think now more than ever, it's important to look at introspection, understanding yourself, number one. Um, and number two is really about understanding the world. And I think once you can understand yourself and understand the world, then the next piece is how do you build the right skills and, and mindsets and knowledge to actually do something with that? And so what I mean by that is when I talk about understanding yourself, I think people are very different. Uh, if you look into depth psychology, things like Myers-Briggs, um, and just understanding general personality types, whether or not you fully subscribe to them, 
they do hold some level of truth. Um, people can resonate with one more than another. And what that tells us is that there are different types of people in the world and there is no one size fits all model. Uh, and depending on what type of person you are, what do you value? For example, do you value efficiency and being able to get things done? Or do you value people and being able to create harmony amongst the people you're around? And people could say, well, I value both. But at the end of the day, like there are people that value one over the other. Are you willing to step on toes to get stuff done? Or would you rather not get that thing done and make sure you know people are doing okay? That's just one of many examples on understanding yourself and what type of person you are. Because based on that, you should probably take a route that optimizes for your values and, and how you think about the world. Then when you look at the world and understand the world, well, what is the world actually like? Most of the time we, we grow up in like these small boxes um, where we just think, oh, math, science, English, whatever. <laughs> and there's so much more to the world than that. <laughs> there's the, the number of new jobs, like new types of jobs that have come out in the last 10 years is insane. Like 20 years ago, nobody ever thought they would make money making videos. You know, like YouTube didn't exist. Instagram didn't exist. There was no such thing as a professional influencer. Now you have people making millions of dollars opening up shoe boxes. Like it's nuts. <laughs> um, so, I mean, there's that part of the world, but then there's also understanding like problems that are happening in the world. Um, there's so many different problems from supply chain to healthcare, to energy, uh, obviously education. And so understanding the different parts of the, the world and what's happening is important and how the world works. How do deals get done? How do you raise money for something like that is understanding how the world works, um, and understanding other people. And then once you do that, then figuring out, well, what kind of impact do I want to make and how do I make that impact? So what skills do you need to know? For example, I know a lot of people who just over um, optimize for being a, you know, great at technical skills, like understanding the math and physics of certain things. Okay, but do you know how to send an email? Do you know how to convince someone to hop on a 20-minute meeting with you and then extract value from that and create action items to follow up? Um, there's, there's so many different skills that I think people need. And I think being boxed into to one corner is hard. So anyways, to, to answer your, your question, the idea around the key in the box, I think it's just there's just way more to it. Next up, we have episode 14, which is work-life balance with Simran Aurora. Simran came on the podcast and she spoke so many facts about what work-life balance really and truly is about and she gave us a few tips as well and one of the most memorable ones in my opinion was the importance of saying no one other thing i would say is and i think a lot of people have problems with this as well is learning to say no and it might just be out of fear so like so i know as, as millennials we we we're so easily scared and it's just sad because we're just like no i don't want to lose my job or i don't want this person to think i'm not good enough so i cannot i can't say no you have to learn to say no because if you don't if you don't say no, you're always going to say yes. And you ultimately become the yes person. And believe it or not, when it comes down to respect, people don't respect the person who always says yes. People say people respect people who say yes and then deliver and then sort of, you know, give you what you want from them. But if you're constantly saying yes and then finding it a bit difficult to deliver on what you just said yes to because of the stress that you've taken on and the fact that you've said so much, like you've said yes to so much, you've taken on so much more than you could handle you're letting people down. So learn to say no, set that expectation from, from the beginning. Let people understand, you know, that, that you're a human 
And you'll be surprised to see that when you say no and you sort of share your issues or you share the fact that you don't have enough time, people will sympathize with you. People will feel that empathy and understand that they're humans and they get it. So be open about that. Say no, take a step back and give yourself some time during the day. Don't be a Zoom zombie. Like you can't, you have to enjoy some aspect of life. I don't know the word enjoy anymore because I haven't experienced that, but like, Try to give yourself that some flexibility. I don't know, go outside in the garden, do some star jumps. It helps. But like, it could be potentially something, but like, you you have to give yourself that break. <laughs> totally. Well, guys, tip of the day, go to your garden and do star jumps. Simran Aurora, <laughs> that's the tip of the day for work-life balance. But It really helps, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot imagine this. But... I think you have made amazing, amazing points. And one thing that I want to echo a bit that you said was that once COVID hit and lockdown and quarantine and now having to switch to working from home 100%, you mentioned that that's when you had that sort of more realisation about your or more uh, connected to your work-life balance. That's when you sort of understood that actually, no, you know, I do need to not not have lunch at my desk, right? I used to do this a lot of times, by the way. I'm, I'm guilty of this as well. Or actually go and step away from the screen instead of having your coffees, like, you know, on, like just go for a walk and do style jumps as well, guys. Try that. And I feel like there is, <laughs> there, is, <laughs> there is such little things that we can do to start engaging ourselves into like what it really means. And I hope that a lot of people had that realization. I hope that, People are not just thinking about, oh, I've saved two hours on commute. I'm going to give those two hours back. I mean, sure, you do what you want to do with your work life. That is absolutely up to you. But also think about yourself a bit more. Next up, we've got episode 20, The Future of Boxing. On this episode, I had Delicious Ori, who is currently a Team GB boxer and... He will actually be partaking in the Olympics of 2024, which is insane. He'll be representing Team GB in the Olympics next year. I knew back then when we made the episode that he was destined for greatness and I wasn't wrong. And in fact, I have known him since university times and I've been telling him since then that he's destined for greatness because hard work always, always pays off. And Saying that, the snippet that I'm about to show you is one where he speaks about the importance of hard work. You've made it to Team GB. And this is one of the things that, bro, I, rem- I don't know if you remember this, but I was so gassed. <laughs> I was yeah. so gassed. Because you told me um, before, uh, it was like, you told me like you went, when you were like assessing for them and stuff, when you were going through the process. And then you told me after when you got the news that you, you, you were accepted. And I remember being so gassed for you, bro. <laughs> like, I was well gassed that you made it, which, like, is a massive milestone in itself. Tell me how that f- made you feel, making it into Team GB. It really reinforced the fact that I'm the same, that hard work pays off, you know. And it, it reinforced as well the fact that, you know, if you just have a goal and whatever you do, just keep working at it and working whatever happens ups downs doesn't matter keep working at it keep working at it, keep working at it. eventually eventually it will it will come your way 
and you know that it really reinforced that to me when when I when I was given the news I was I was over the moon and it kind of gave me the kind of drive to keep on pushing because you know once I'm able to achieve this milestone I thought okay this has worked I've had this goal I've worked towards this goal I've done nothing but work towards this goal and it's worked why why shouldn't or why wouldn't anything else that I now have a target towards not work so now you know once I've crossed this milestone I'm like okay brilliant amazing but now all right let's move on to the next step what do I want to do next what competitions do I want to enter next and that's the way I think now knowing that it is actually true all these saying hard work pays off and you keep quickly grinding you know one day it will, it will all be okay you know it all, it all you know all it takes just hard work next up episode 21 music to my heart in this episode I had Nilan Makani join us and she's an artist with an amazing voice and we explored her journey on the podcast episode that we did together and at the end she performed for us and I absolutely love that because I love being creative with the podcast episodes that I do and she performed on the podcast episode that we did so let's listen thank you yeah um so this song I'm gonna sing is you know I talk about coming from a very like diverse musical background of you know I sing English but I also sing Bollywood um and we were talking about how I love mashing up the two worlds because it's the two worlds that I grew up, you know, I listen to Bollywood music, but also English music, um, and I love putting the two together, so I hope you guys like it. I'm not afraid. 
Next up, episode 29, Personal Development is Key. Nabida Bakali, she has been a recurring guest on this podcast and every time that we get to sit down and talk, it's always great. There's always amazing insights, amazing conversation. And I wanted to highlight this snippet that expresses her view and her em- emphasis on the importance of focusing on your own journey when it comes to your development rather than basing your journey off someone else's. No, I 100% agree with you because I think a lot of people get caught up in this idea, like you said, you know, look at dictionaries or they watch, you know, specific talks that talk about personal development and they talk about all this motivation stuff when in reality it's your own journey that you're taking. You can't follow someone else's journey and say, you know, this is it, like this is what I'm going to do. You have to sit down, reflect genuinely reflect and see you know what this is a journey i want to take and this is going to be it you can't c- copy someone else's journey because it's just not going to work do you think that in this world and 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 these times that we're facing right do you think that social media plays a part towards enhancing or hindering a person's personal development I think social media is definitely like a double-edged sword. So it does enhance, but it can also hinder. So it depends on how you use it. So this is something my mom tells me as well. She's always like, it depends on how you use your phone, how you use your laptop, how you use your social media. If you use it for good, it can do great things for you. But it also depends on the kind of audience you're engaging with, the kind of people you follow, because that's the content you're taking in and that's how you're going to perceive the world then. Because we take in a lot of content on a daily basis we can't help it. Like even now, there's some way I'm being marketed to. I probably don't know. And that's why it's so important for you to really realize and actively take part in, you know what, this is something I'm going to follow. And this is something I'm definitely going to unfollow because it doesn't relate to me. That doesn't mean that whatever you're unfollowing is wrong or there's some, you know, everyone shouldn't follow them. 
it just means that this is it right for you and what you need to follow is this because this is what works for you. Episode 30 is up next, Woman Empowerment. In this episode, I had Aisha Muhammad come on the podcast and just delve into the topic of woman empowerment, which I believe is super important. And she's super well articulated. And in this snippet, she talks a little bit about her journey and how she felt imposter syndrome and how she dealt with imposter syndrome. And then as I grew up, I think that the empowerment piece kicked in. Like you rightly said, I think it's always a process of understanding yourself. Women empowerment, we can kick and scream about it, right? We can we can do the events, we can do the Instagram posts, we can do all of that. And that's fantastic because it makes people talk and we need people to talk because it's important. But where it really starts is where a woman accepts herself. And for me, it took a very long time for me to be able to do that. Um, and when I started doing that, I ended up, you know, I, I, I achieved success. But even as a banker, you know, it's male dominated. I'm surrounded by Oxford, Cambridge, you know, perfect finance, maths and accounting graduates. Um, and to me, I'm a writer. I'm, I'm a creative spirit. I'm not, you know, I'm not a banker. Like I've never considered, you know, it still it hits me sometimes. I'm like, am I? You know, so I always felt like I didn't belong. My first my first two years in the bank, I thought, what am I doing here? I'm not good enough. And I had all my bosses telling me I was great. They were like, you know, you're, you can do this. I've had great bosses, but um, each success, I feel like, do I deserve this? Um, and I know I do. I've worked hard and I've prayed hard. But I do feel like, how did I get here? Because I was down there, like I was not supposed to be one of these people. That's why I call myself Destiny's Child, because the things that everyone said, Aisha, you can't do it, or Aisha, it's impossible, or Aisha, it's a one in a million chance. Those are the things I want to do, and those are the things I've done, um, which, I'm, which I'm very grateful for. But um, I do suffer from it, definitely. And I think it's, it's more so in women. Um, you know, like there's, for example, I mean, throwing stats out here, women are less likely to apply for jobs um, that, they, that they're not qualified to do according to the job description versus men. Men may think, okay, yeah, I'm not qualified. They'll still apply. They've got that kind of, kind of confidence. And I think women lack that. And I think that speaks volumes about our society. And there's other examples, of course, I could go on. But it just it speaks volumes because if you don't have that self-assurance and that self-confidence, you will suffer from imposter syndrome. If you walk in and you own it and you're like, no, worked hard, bloody deserve to be here. One of the things that I, I, I said in my book, which we'll touch on later is I don't want a seat at the table. I want to own the table because I'm tired of asking for a seat at the table because I never got one. Episode 31 by Aaron Core to the world. In this episode, Erim Kaur, who is the founder and CEO of By Erim, that is a hair care brand, and she's also a social media influencer. And she was the first social media influencer that I had on the podcast. And I'll never forget that because she's got hundreds of thousands of followers on multiple social media platforms. And she gave the podcast an opportunity 
and we had an incredible, incredible conversation on the podcast. And in this snippet that I'm about to share, she talks about why being a role model for other women is so important to her. Because for her, she wanted to be the role model that she never had. We really seek to reinforce the patterns of our childhood and the way we were brought up. And I think that we adapt to the climate with which we learn those skills. So if someone was brought up very calm, consistent, stable, all of this, they're going to perform best in that environment. But if someone's brought up in just pure madness, you're going to perform best in that environment because that's what you're used to. Amazing. So that, both of those is okay. So yeah, 100%. Those both are valid. So that self-pressure adds to you the way you perform best. But why, why be a, a role model to everyone else? And I know we've covered this a little bit, but I want to ask you directly. I think it's just because I just didn't have one. Like if I, as young Aaron, came across Big Aaron's profile, for a fact, I know my dad would have been A, really pissed off. B, well, number two, whatever I'm doing with my fingers, he would be spending money left, right and center because anything that Big Aaron would have recommended to little Aaron, little Aaron would have bought it without a question, without a shadow of doubt because I just, I like, like, I just needed someone to tell me what to do because I had no idea. I didn't even know how to wash my hand. Like I had no clue. I was out in the source, lost, gone. Sis was confused. I really can't emphasize that enough. So I would love to be a role model to any girls who feel that way. So they're just not as lost, even if it's like the smallest bit of guidance that I can give, because I don't know everything about femininity and, and not even just women related things, but just like grown up things. I really, really don't. Um, and I think I know less so than my female counterparts who did grow up with mum and sisters and stuff like that. And especially the more intangible elements of being a woman. So how to handle yourself like at a wedding, for instance, I didn't have any aunties. So I didn't know I would sit on the men's side of the gondola. Like I didn't know um, those types of things. If I would have been given a heads up, like if I had someone there to kind of little bit tell me how to handle that situation, I think I would have been a lot less confused. I would have been a lot less alone. So I... that's why I do it. Next up. Episode 33, Loki Music. I've known Loki for a while. He's an artist and having him on the podcast was so fun and it's such a pleasure to talk to him. He really is an incredible, incredible guy. And in this episode, we explored the different songs that he has and I prompted him a bit on certain lyrics to try and understand what he meant with certain lines in his songs. I used to hear rhymes wishing for the better time Now I'm writing, praying that I stay mine I remember when I was nine Hoping there's a time Hoping that I find Had it in my mind It was always on the side But I'm here now Fighting for the truth how Away is my all-time favourite of yours Because it gives me Do Not Disturb vibes It gives me that Do Not Disturb vibes That we just talked about that song called Do Not Disturb Do you know how gas that gets me bro? Do you know how gosh that gets me, bro? No, because, like, anyone that listens to that song, they're going to get that vibe that you literally just there. It, awake is that, that song that you're dropping bar for bar. You're just spitting some facts. 
you are literally going in and it's just you in the zone or at least that's how it comes across and the song i like to call it um yeah i like to call it like pencil writing music where you're just just letting it go yeah just 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 pen game pen game yeah literally. literally and that's what awake is and in that song there's a line that caught my attention you said I'm awake, I've risen, locked up away, I was in my own prison. But sometimes you got to take else to tell if he is a real G or if he isn't. That's wisdom. No one is by your side. Jeez. Jeez. Like, that's, that's, that's a bar, bro. That is a bar. Yeah. Bro. A cold bar. What, what's, what's going on here? What, what triggered you? So, you know what it is, man? I was sick and tired of feeling bad and feeling, like, put down by situations that I either put myself in or other people put me in. You know, I was so sick and tired of just being like upset all the time or like, do you know what I mean? I just wanted to like, just get yourself up, man. Do you know what I mean? Like stop, stop being this, this start, start like just stop, like stop being so negative and so pessimistic. So I, I took it and I was like, you know what? Like it's cool. Cause I have to learn somehow, you know, I'm not going to learn well, I ain't going to grow unless I experience loss, you know? Winners don't just win. You know? They lose a lot before they win. So, you know, it's that whole, you got to take L's to tell. Like, how else are you going to know? You know? So, it's me It's me trying to make, you know, good of a, of a bad situation. Me trying to think optimistic. Um, and that's kind of what that whole second verse is about. You know, when the beat comes back in, like I, before the beat, I'm saying like, because I used to fake it and I never made it. And I was like, until today, I stopped thinking about people say anyone who tried to follow me were in my way. Like just that that part, that second verse is me. Like I, when I when I think about it visually, I'm there like dusting myself off, and I'm like, get up, man, get up. You know, stop, stop, think, stop being feel feeling bad for yourself. Stop feeling bad for yourself. Stop like acting up, man. Just just. Get on with it, you know? So that's kind of what that felt for me. Towards the end of the song, there's one line that also caught my attention a lot. You said, I ain't lost, but I'm still missing. Cold. What do you mean by that? Yeah, man, like... I'm not... Being lost is someone who doesn't know where they're heading. Being missing is someone who isn't around so my whole thing was i know where my head is i know where i'm trying to get to i'm missing right now i'm staying low-key you know come on. <laughs> i'm staying low-key because i'm i'm tr- I'm, go- I'm on this journey you know so i ain't lost but i'm still missing um is me saying yeah i ain't lost i like, don't 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 think i ain't got plans and i ain't thinking ahead of, ahead of like where i am right now but just let me do my thing, you know, and like let me. We'll see what happens. We'll, we'll let we'll let like the you know the product of it talk. Next up, it's episode thirty-eight. It's all about bands. All about bands is a massive, massive, massive social media influencer, content creator, entrepreneur. He is also one of the most humble, down-to-earth guys I have ever. Met. And I've actually known him for a while. I've known him before we did the podcast episode, which is why I was so grateful that he gave me time and energy to do his first and only podcast interview, if I'm not mistaken, to this day, 
the only podcast interview he's done is mine, which is such a blessing. I can't stress enough how grateful I am. And even if he, he wasn't the first one, I'd still be grateful anyways. But he's such a nice guy. And I actually saw him recently when I went to a boxing match to see KSI versus Tommy Fury. I actually saw him there and I briefly caught up with him. But yeah, such an amazing guy. And he talks about the importance of content creation, his journey. And in this snippet in particular, he kind of shares his views on the direction that content creation is going to take. Next question I have for you is, do you think that in the current space and the current way that content creation works and and just the way that it's becoming, do you think that content creators slash influencers are underlooked or were they ever underlooked and and if so uh, how yes um maybe like two years ago before tiktok influencers were underlooked um now i feel like they're very um i think the industry is very and like not even the industry the people like to influencers they they're very respectable now like well much more than they were before if that's what you're asking yeah so so you think there's still a bit of that in the space, but it's decreasing as... Oh, yeah, for sure, by, by, by large amounts, because, like, n- now people realize, you know, the value, like, people scrolling on Instagram, like, their whole life is looking at other people. If you're not a content creator, you're consuming content, right? There's, there's only two types of people on social media, content creators and people who consume content. There's no in-between, right? And if you're not a content creator... You're consuming content, which means, you know, you kind of have to put respect on people who make the content you consume. So slowly, slowly, obviously back then it was a little bit like different, but now it's changing to a point where people kind of look up to influencers in a sense, rather than look, they're not looked down upon anymore. Yeah, social status, isn't it? Yeah, correct. Next up, episode 41, Age of Misinformation. Akib Khan, who was also a recurring guest on the podcast and a great friend of mine, comes down, sits down for a chat with me, and every time me and Akib sit down to chat, it's just gold. It's absolute gold. There's just no way about it. And this episode was another proof of that. And in the snippet that I'm about to show you, we talked a little bit about the benefits of social media that sometimes we don't emphasize enough. So I just think it's it's really important. And there's so many ways of curating your own knowledge these days. Like, if you follow people, and let's take social media, since, we, since we're talking about it, let's take social media as an example. If you follow people that are very, like, good in a specific field, let's say, I don't know, Keep. let's give me an example. Uh, let's say I want to know more about tech. And I know tech is very broad as a topic, but let's just say I want to be more involved and more knowledgeable in that i can curate my feeds because facebook instagram and twitter they allow you to do that they allow you to curate your feed and linkedin as well right and how do you curate your feed well it's who you follow essentially it's what you follow which groups are you a part of if you join groups that are tech related on facebook you're naturally going to get tech related information if you on twitter follow some of the biggest ctos and tech gurus in the field you're naturally going to get that information if you follow the topics associated on it on instagram you again you can have full control of your feed but the thing is we use social media for uh, well 
I say we, but I say majority of people probably use social media for just a informal, relaxed, here's my friends and people that I'm interested in following versus here's my friends and people that I'm interested in following, but also here's topics that I'm interested in following. So I, I guess curating your process comes in different ways. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it depends. That's the thing, right? I was going to say that um, most people use um, social media these days to remain one. The main form like social media was created was to connect. So to remain connected. And two, for for entertainment. I mean, I personally never use social media, like any platform, Instagram, Twitter, wherever it may be. Um, I never use it for, for collecting information. I mean, I, I might see... I follow a, a, a diverse group of people, so I might see some cool things on there. Um, I might learn a few things on there, hundred percent. But um, if if it comes to learning something, like actually learning something, but I have to say that social media has its disadvantages. Google, YouTube might have its disadvantages, but I don't really look at that. I look I look at the positives, and the positives are that in today's day and age, if you don't know something, you can Google it. You can YouTube it. If you want to set out on a brand new career path, you can quite literally YouTube that career path and learn everything you need to about it. That's the and beauty. That's you, the beauty. Or at least learn the basics and move forward from there. And once you actually get into the job, that's when you'll actually start learning everything properly. But even so, if provided you know how to use Google properly, you can learn absolutely everything you need to learn about a particular field, in my opinion. Anything. Next up, it's episode 44, five love languages and how you can be a better lover. This is a solo episode that I made and I'm so proud of this episode because I really went in on the love languages and how you can be a better lover. And in this snippet, I emphasize and highlight why you should love in the way that your partner seeks love. Have you ever heard of the saying, treat others the same way you'd like to be treated yourself. I'm sure you have heard it a few times because I know for a fact I've heard it multiple times growing up. And the problem with that statement is it makes an assumption, an assumption that the way we like to be treated is the way others like to be treated too. But just because I value receiving quality time, for example, does not mean others value receiving quality time in the same way that I do. What if they value words of affirmations more? What if they value gifts more? You see, we all may value similar things, but we all value them in different ways and in different orders and in different priorities and in different preferences. So when I hear the saying, treat others in the same way that you would like to be treated yourself, I couldn't disagree anymore because I don't feel like you should be treating others in the same way that you would like to be treated yourself, I think you should be treating others in the way that they would like to be treated themselves. It's not about treating others the way you want to be treated. It's about treating others in the way that they want to be treated. And that's the real difference. Next up, we've got episode 45, seven toxic behaviors you need to watch out for. In this episode, I share a toxic behavior that most people don't even realize that they have that is really detrimental to their relationship, which is expecting your partner to be a mind reader. 
expecting your partner to know it all, expecting that your partner should just know it all. How many times have you heard someone say, oh, but you should just know by now? Yeah, you should, you should just know. Maybe you got them the wrong coffee and they get mad at you because they expect you to know that it was one sugar instead of two. Or maybe they're just upset and because you don't notice it, they get angry at you and say, how can you not notice? How can you not tell? You should know this. I just want to say this. You and your partner are not mind readers. Communicate with each other. If they got something wrong about you, educate them. Rather than complaining about them, if they didn't notice you're sad or upset, let them know rather than assuming they'll just know. If something triggered you, express your feelings to them rather than expecting them to know your feelings. No matter how long you've been with each other and no matter how well you know each other, you shouldn't expect, you should express. You shouldn't assume, you should communicate. How can someone understand you if you don't give them the opportunities to do so? How can someone be there for you if you don't give them a chance to be there for you? Communicate, express, and be more open, honest, and transparent, and you'll see a massive difference. Next up, we've got episode 53, Five Biggest Regrets in Life. I've also replayed this episode at episode 99 because it's probably one of my all-time favorite episodes that I've done, and I just share my personal and authentic view on the secret to true happiness. I wish I had let myself be happier. (laughs) This one hits deep. It almost speaks to me in, in a way that I haven't been spoken to. And I feel like a lot of people listening to this will massively relate to it. In fact, I would not be surprised at how many people resonate with it and at how common this one is. Because we live our lives expecting happiness to appear at certain stops and at certain destinations. We live our lives expecting happiness instead of embracing happiness. We live our lives waiting for happiness instead of expressing happiness. And we live our lives hoping for happiness instead of choosing happiness. The moment you define happiness as a conditional concept rather than an unconditional concept, you have effectively agreed to never be happy. Why? Because happiness is not a conditional. Happiness is unconditional. But we make it conditional when we say things like, I'll be happy when. I'll be happy if. I'll be happy when I have this. I'll be happy if I have this. I'll be happy when I do this. I'll be happy if I do this. I'll be happy when I get that new car, or that new house, or that new job, or that promotion, or that watch, or that wife, or that husband, or kids, or family, or when I go travel the world. Notice how conditional we have made happiness. We have said that we will not allow ourselves to be happy. I want you guys to dip this. This is literally what we have said. We have said that we will not allow ourselves to be happy unless we are in certain positions. We have certain possessions. We do certain roles and we get 
certain materialistic things. And if I was a master chef, which by the way, listen, your boy can cook. You know, I, I know a little two to something. I can cook still. So obviously I'm a master chef. So I'm actually going to rephrase this. If I was a top level master chef, I would say that not allowing yourself to be happy based on conditionals is effectively the perfect recipe. Like generally, it is the perfect recipe for unhappiness. For unhappiness, it's the perfect recipe. When you condition your happiness, when you say my happiness is conditional, you have now cooked the perfect recipe for unhappiness. Next up, we've got episode 85, seven steps on how to set boundaries. And I shared a lot of gems and gold in this episode, but in this snippet, I want to highlight how you and why you should learn to say no. Learn to say no. Say no without guilt or excessive explanation when someone's request goes against your boundaries. You got to remember, saying no is a valid response to protect your time, your energy and resources. And I actually want to give a different example now, moving away from business, but how many times have you made plans with your friends, but then closer to the time, you're not really feeling like going? You don't have a particular reason. There's no particular excuse, quote unquote excuse. It's not like something else has come up. You just mentally and emotionally and energetically don't feel like going. How many of you have been through this situation? Now, second from that, how many of you have still gone to those plans? Not because you felt like going, but because you felt guilty of not going. Not because you felt excited to go, but because you felt guilty if you didn't go. Because you felt like you would be letting someone down or you felt like you wouldn't be doing justice to others, right? This is, again, prioritizing someone else's needs over yours. Now, how many of you have been through that situation? And third, from that, I'm going to give you another one. How many of you have actually messaged those friends to cancel and say, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it. And then you over-justified, you over-explained, and you said sorry. How many of you have done that? I'm so sorry, I can't make it, I won't be able to make it. I'm so sorry. And then made, made up an excuse to make it sound better and try to over-justify and over-explain. I'm so sorry. You don't have to say sorry. You don't have to apologize. You don't have to over-justify. You don't have to over-explain. Saying no is okay. Now, I'm not saying be rude about it. I understand that saying sorry is almost like a way of being polite, but at the same time, it's a way of processing the guilt that you feel from the situation. And you shouldn't have to do that. It's okay to prioritize your own needs over everyone else's because you probably spend majority of your life prioritizing everyone else's over yourself. Next up, we've got episode 97, The Discipline Equation. In this episode, I dive deep 
into this framework that Stephen Bartlett speaks about in his latest book, The Diary of a CEO, and one of the laws, which is called the discipline equation. And I dive deep into what that framework is about and how you can create authentic discipline. All of these time management techniques, if they really worked, you, you wouldn't have so many of them, right? But the matter of the fact is, none of them work unless you have discipline. And the same applies to all the fat diets that you see out there. There's so many diets. But why is that? It's because at the fundamental level, none of them work unless you have discipline. So then he pivoted the law and chapter to focus on discipline and he ended up decomposing and structuring the discipline equation. He describes the discipline equation in the book as follows. Discipline equals the value of the goal plus the reward of the pursuit minus the cost of the pursuit. Now, I like to simplify things, so I've simplified it in my way, in my own words, in the way that I interpret it. So, the way I read it is as discipline equals importance plus enjoyment minus friction. So, let's walk through each element together. The value of the goal, or in my words, the importance. This refers to your why, okay? So, this element of the equation is about your why. Why is this goal so important to you? The reward of the pursuit, or in my words, enjoyment. This refers to the psychological enjoyment of pursuing the goal. The cost of the pursuit, or in my words, friction. This refers to the psychological disengagement of pursuing the goal. So those are the three elements of the equation. Now let's actually use some examples to see how relevant and applicable this is. Let's use the example of me going to the gym. So importance. I genuinely and seriously value my health a lot. And especially since COVID came in 2020, I realized how important health is for me and for me, it's a number one priority. It's a foundation that I prioritize every single day. So my why is pretty high. And I did not mean to rhyme there, but I, I rhymed. But my why is really, really high. So let's give it a 9 out of 10. The next element of the equation, enjoyment. I enjoy working out and I actually feel a lot good and better after. I may not enjoy some exercises as much as others, if I'm being truly honest. So I'd say my enjoyment is medium. Let's give it a 6 out of 10. Friction. I would be lying if I said that it's easy to wake up 5am every day to go gym at 6am. It's not easy at all. Yeah, it's not easy at all. So, so there is some friction here. So let's give it a minus 5 out of minus 10. Now let's do the equation. Importance plus enjoyment minus friction, which would translate to something like 9 plus 6 minus 5. 
which equals 10. The equation is positive, so it's likely that my behavior will stick and continue, which is true. What a journey this has been. I don't know how else to express this other than to say that this has been an amazing, amazing journey that is only just getting started. And as you could see by the different episodes, you could notice the differences in the quality of the sound. You could notice the differences in the evolution of how I ask questions, how I articulate thoughts, how I express my insights. It's so much change and evolution and I'm so grateful for what has been achieved on the podcast and I hope that you feel that growth as well. Thank you. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to listen to the next podcast to find out what's up and what's next.